Oh, hello folks, this is uh, Ken David Stewart. Uh, it's Saturday, November 27th, 2021. And uh, I just want to talk about my uh, third blog, or post I should say, that I'm doing on my new word site that I've just recently created, still working on, uh, roughly called Ken David Stewart's uh, rock music and book blog and it's gathered quite a bit of heat to start off with I'm still kind of playing around with it and seeing where it'll go and uh, I started writing blog number three today and uh, you know uh, which has to do with Bob Dylan and his first greatest hits album and uh, I just got so excited about it I you know, I looked up the album tracks on on Spotify and just figured, you know, I just uh, comment about it off the, sort of off the cuff a bit today before I write anything uh, down about it. And um, this is basically where we're, we're going to go today. Um, what a classic album Bob Dylan's first greatest hits collection was. Um, the cover art was just, or photo was just magnificent, you know, with a headshot of Bob Dylan playing his harmonica with his curly wild hair and, uh, you know, the shadings of, of blue and white. It just a very artistic type of album cover. And... One of the amazing things which any Dylan fan or even rock music fan will know is how many times that Bob Dylan has uh, altered and changed his persona uh, with each, almost with each new album that he does. And, uh, and uh, this is certainly seen on his first greatest hits album, which features songs from his uh, folk uh, protest type era music um, to his switch over to basically rock and roll so I'm going to talk a bit about that uh, today uh, I don't know how far I'll get through because it's a long album to cover with lots of, of commentary uh, interestingly enough uh, the album is put together with uh, songs from both of his um, time periods or personas or whatever you want to call them and um, the tracks are kind of mixed up a bit so that they're not all folk songs and protest songs first and then his rock songs later they're you know seem to alternate a bit uh, so this makes the album very interesting uh, the first track that they've uh, chosen to um, to open the song is um, Bob Dylan's uh, rainy day woman takes number 30 number 12 and number 35 and uh, this apparently was sort of a carnival circus type tune that um, Bob and his musicians and session men were working on during the recording of Blonde and Blonde. And what makes this song 
uh, unique in so many ways is the line, everybody must get stoned. Now, at that time, of course, um, marijuana and psychedelics were kind of hitting the scene for the first time in, uh, in North America. And most probably assumed it was a reference to cannabis. But it also had a, a dual meaning in that uh, some people thought it referred to the fact that his critics who were so uh, alarmed and shaken up by his switch from folk music to, to electric rock music uh, may have envisioned actually stoning Bob Dylan for what they saw as, uh, as him really uh, leaving them behind and selling out is what they called it, selling out for money to switch to rock music. So I don't know whichever interpretation you want on that. They're they're both there if if, if you want them, and uh, it's a very energetic song. Very much you can tell Bob is laughing in it, and it, it points. I think they probably did it in one take, uh, where it, you can tell he's actually making up lyrics as he goes along. Uh, but it makes for a very good track and it was released as a, as a single. And the second song on the album, um, Blowing in the Wind, um, was probably and is probably the best known folk or protest song from Bob's first era of recording. And this song was covered by Peter, Paul and Mary, who had a big hit with it and several others. And, um, you know, it's it spoke so much to the 1960s and those times, but amazingly the song is still very relevant today. Uh, as, you know, the song has, has adapted well to the times. It's still very appropriate today. Uh, the third song is much like that, called The Times They Are Changing, which is, you know, pretty well in our vocabulary or vernacular by now, that phrase, sentence, uh, but it was a song on Bob's third uh, third album, and um, it was basically pointing out that something very important was coming up in our history, and that there was a generational divide on it, you know, and Bob was kind of you know, telling the older people or the older generation, which maybe would only be in their 40s or 50s at the time, that if they didn't understand what was going on now, they should stay out of it and just let the young people go with it in the direction that they were intending. And uh, this made for a very interesting uh, track as well. Bob still plays this at some of his, his concerts because it's such a it's such a classic, and um, we'll go on along to the fourth song, It Ain't Me, Babe. Now, this song could be considered part of his folk period, but Bob was known during his folk period to have the odd song that was uh, more of a romantic love song, and but often some of his love songs would be um, very harsh, and very 
cynical sometimes. And Ain't, Ain't Me Babe is definitely one of them. Uh, later on, Johnny uh, Cash was to record um, the song as well. Of course, many others during the years, I don't even remember, covered this song. But basically, the person in Bob's song is the man is telling the woman that if she expects him to be a hero or to do all kinds of amazing things for him, that it isn't him, that he's not going to do those things. And that's why the song is called It Ain't Me, Babe. Uh, track number five, Like a Rolling Stone. Well, this song has traditionally been considered either number one or number two in the greatest rock songs of all time. Uh, maybe it's only other competition being Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. But it, it would definitely be included in the first top five of practically all the rock critics' uh, picks. And um, I remember hearing this song uh, when it first came out as a single. And um, I didn't know who Bob Dylan was at that time. And they had this, uh, this radio show I was listening to, and it featured, I think at 8 o'clock at night, um, what they called the top 10 requests of the day. And one of them was Bob Dylan's Like a, like a Rolling Stone. And um, it was just amazing how different this song was in texture and everything that went along with it and how it kind of gripped you. And the length of the song itself, which was, I believe, over six minutes, that when they had single 45s at the time, uh, they would actually have to, you know, split the song into half, into two sides, uh, at a time when most singles were two to three minutes at most. But this was just a classic Dylan song. People who recorded it with them at the time knew after the first take that this was, this was going to be just an enormous uh, musical hit. Okay, on to number six, uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. Uh, some of you may know this better as recorded by the Birds, who did an electric version of it. But this was uh, Dylan the Poet at, uh, at, at work. Uh, this was also a song that was hard to classify with his other work because it was kind of surreal poetry. Uh, to go along with, with, with the music. But this is still one of my favorites uh, today and one that Bob still performs on tour. Uh, track number seven, Subterranean Homesick Blues. Uh, this is a very rocky type of, type of song. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a, a bunch of phrases and words that, uh, that Bob Dylan puts together. And uh, with a strong tone of attitude in his voice, this is also a protest song of sorts, um, which, you know, has a rock beat and is, uh, is really an amazing song. In 1988, when I first saw Bob Dylan in concert, that's what he opened his, his song with, was his concert with, 
with Subterranean Homesick Blues. Now, his next song, Eight I Want You, is from the album Blonde on Blonde. And uh, this is kind of a very uh, almost high-spirited type song, which uh, Bob seems to be having a lot of, uh, a lot of fun on. And, uh, you know, the way he stretches out the line, I want you so bad, is very unique. And uh, it's one song that when you hear it, you don't easily forget it. Number nine is one of my uh, favorite Bob Dylan songs of all time. Although it was originally intended for inclusion on the Highway 61 album, but they could only fit like 12 songs on the album. And when they chose them, for some reason, they decided not to add Positively 4th Street to the album and uh, shortly after release it as a single on its own. Now, Positively 4th Street, if you would like to, could also be classified as a love song, but one of betrayal, uh, one of deep cynicism, um, you know, one of actual almost disgust with the lover that the man in the song has broken, broken up with and contempt for her now, you know, and uh, just you know, and cutting, cutting lines indicates how bitterly their relationship ended up on. And the last song on Greatest Hits Volume 1, Just Like a Woman, uh, is classic Dylan again. It's, it's once again uh, a love song, but it goes... Uh, Dylan's love songs were never typical. They were never how the standard love song was written, especially lyrically. And, um, you know, there's a, a tone of sadness in this song also. And, um, you know, it, it's uh, just a classic that's still around around today. And, okay, I mean, I could say a lot more about this collection. Um, I remember it as being a really great collection of songs, but the hard thing, if you ever had to compile a Dylan's Greatest Hits album, it would probably take days or weeks for somebody to do it, you know, to pick out the ones that they thought were the best, and still they'd be largely a matter of personal taste. Okay, so that's for Blogger Podcast uh, number three today, and Ken David Stewart's Rock Music and Book Blog. And I'm just going to sign off uh, this morning. I may do another podcast today. We shall see how the time goes, how things uh, go today. And, um, you know, I thank you for those that have been listening to uh, and reading, basically, my uh, new word site uh, blog post. Um uh, because it is picking up some steam, and I, I'm very uh, happy about that. Because uh, the more uh, hits I get on it, uh, you know, the more it encourages me to work harder. So thank you very much, and have a good day. It's Ken David Stewart uh, signing off. <laughs>